When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Return of the King, it's time to start captaining Mo Salah again. Welcome to the Gianni Baticci YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. Yes, Mo Salah is absolutely flying 31 points in his last two game weeks. We're going to do a bit of a stats deep dive on him. But we're going to be previewing the game week in general. We're going to look at captaincy, midfield options are plenty, and of course, fixture swings, both for those on a wild card and those not on a wild card. We've got to take note. So, shall we kick off with the big man himself, Mo Salah? If you wild carded early, you probably bought Mo Salah in a few weeks back. You've been absolutely rewarded, or maybe you just owned him anyway. But big, big numbers he's put up. Has he played that well? I'm not so sure he has. I'm not sure Liverpool are playing that well. But in the last two game weeks, we have seen four goals, two of which were penalties. We've seen six bonus points, 31 FPL points. The numbers are absolutely there for him. And even when we look at the, the non-penalty expected goal involvement, right? So we take away the fact, you know, oh, he's got lucky he's had two pens. Take them, take, them, take them away. And then we compare all midfielders. He's top for non-penalty XGI. Last two game weeks. Chris Woods come out on top with 1.75 XGI. Then we've got Isak and Visser. And at number three, we've got Mo Salah. 1.22 XGI. Suchek is, is fifth in that list. So Mo Salah, even without his pens, he's still getting those big chances. Yeah, sure, game state's important. And, you know, one of those big chances was his goal, his 2-0 goal at the 97th minute against Everton. But he finds ways of getting points. As I said, I don't think he's played that well. Liverpool have struggled at times against 10 men of Everton or against Brighton in the first 40 minutes. But when we look at the fixtures coming up and we look at the potential captaincy on Mo Salah, boy, there's a lot to love. And for me, I'm wildcarding to accommodate him. If you don't own him, I think you've got to get on Mo Salah now and you're going to seriously consider him for captaincy. So we'll talk more about captaincy on Mo later. By the way, when we're looking at Liverpool, Simakas, we've got to look at Simakas. If we look at the average position map here of Simakas, we can see he's kind of playing where you'd expect him to. Now, the beauty of Simakas is he shares set pieces because he's left-footed. Klopp likes the outswinging corners. So while Sabotzla has taken loads of Trent set pieces, he's not really taken the set pieces of the left-footed option, whether that's Robertson or Simakas. We've seen against Everton, Simakas on some of those set pieces, slightly higher than Chip Trent. Some might be worried that he came off at 61 minutes. I'm fine with that. Like, it's his first start at Liverpool for a while. He played twice for Greece. Oh, and they're chasing down 10 men. They don't need four defenders on the pitch. So Darwin came on and I think Luis Diaz went left back. That's fine. That won't happen ordinarily. Simakas, for me, will be a nailed Premier League starter. Sure, he might not always play left back in, in Europe on Thursday nights. I'm fine with that. So at 4.5, is that a price rise already? Salah, but Simakas too, I think we're going to want in our teams, whether you're on wildcard or not. We're going to look at some of the midfielders next because there are so many good five to six million midfielders 
absolutely performing. So the question is, which one do we want? But first, shout out to today's sponsor, So Rare. If you're into your fantasy games and you play more than just FPL, then have a go at So Rare. I play a couple of fantasy games and So Rare alongside FPL works really nicely because they're very different games. The scoring system is very complex. If you're into like FPL bonus points, the 32 metrics of the bonus point system is quite complex. Well, So Rare goes even above that. So do check it out if you fancy playing. You can play for free. Um, and the link is in my description. Let's look at some of the budget mids then. There's positives and negatives to all of them. Like no five to six million midfielder is going to be all positive, right? So let's go through it. I've picked out my favorite five. Um, and these are sub six million guys, okay? Because look, if you go to say 6.5, we're going into a different category. The Matomas and Diabies, right? But let's go sub six, right? Anthony Gordon, first and foremost, he's had his ban for his five yellow cards. So that's clear. The positive for him is he's playing in a team super attacking, like they're scoring goals for fun. And Anthony Gordon is confident. And when Anthony Gordon is confident, he plays with a little bit of swagger, right? We saw it at times at Everton when they were struggling, he was the main man. But now he's playing in a team with better players around him. They're clicking and Gordon looks like a pro. Like in the under 21s this summer, I think Gordon got player of the tournament. Like, he is clearly a baller. Um, the negatives to Gordon, you could say the Champions League, will it come at a cost eventually? We haven't seen the full effects of playing midweek yet for Newcastle. And then the fixtures aren't amazing. Like the, the next three best fixtures are all away from home. The home fixtures, the fixtures they've got are tricky. Um, but I do love Gordon. Neto, wow. Talk about consistency. He's notched a return every week since game week three. Three to game, game, game week three to nine. Like, even if it's a four or five pointer, he finds a way of getting a return. He's the main man for Wolves. The problem with Wolves is they just don't score that many goals. So you compare them to a, a Gordon, you're like, oh, I can have a ticket to the Newcastle lottery or a ticket to the Wolves lottery. Feels like you probably don't want the Wolves one. Palmer, I mean, he's on pens and he's like 4.9. Um, two pens in two weeks. Great penalty record, by the way, because he scored a few in like the under-21s and stuff. The form's there. At times, sort of like a false nine alongside Sterling on the right. They're interchanging between the two in the last game week against Arsenal. But proper, proper baller. I don't think he's going to be nailed for 90 much. I think we'll see a lot of early subs, but that's okay. He's Chelsea's standout player at the moment, Palmer. The fixtures, however, are terrible. I may be looking to go to a 6.5 mid and then down to a Palmer in a few weeks' time. The wildcard shout of the five is at Brighton, and it's a Brighton midfielder not named Matoma, because remember, we're looking at a lower budget here. A Dringer's proper cheap. He's played 90 minutes in the last two. Did play for the Ivory Coast in the internationals, but he's kind of a bench player for them. So he had a little bit of a rest, although he did travel. I think he got like 24 minutes across their two games. Um, the fixture's there for Brighton. If you want to cover that Brighton attack and you can't afford Matoma, and you maybe don't want a João Pedro, you could look at a fun, a drinker punt. But he is a rotation risk, despite playing 90 in the last two. Although with Solly March out, that right-hand side does feel a little bit safer for him. But of course, Ansu Fati can come in and play there. And then another option for you, the fifth option in the, this budget midfield category is Suchek. Suchek's playing number 10. Last couple of weeks, played number 10. Now that's great. And remember, when Suchek first came to West Ham, he scored 10 goals in his first season playing in that advanced midfield role. Problem is, when he's considered a front three player, he doesn't play 90. That's the problem. And we've seen, like, 
subbed off at around the hour mark, then again at 75 minutes in the last two games. So I'd be sceptical there for, for, for longevity. And could Kudos come into that team? West Ham has spent big money on him. Surely Suchek would be the one to drop out to accommodate him. Like you're not dropping Jared Bowen or even Antonio, I don't think, anytime soon. So look, we're spoiled for choice. How many of us can accommodate one of those players? Well, if you're on a wild card, you're probably looking at one. You're probably not looking at more than that. Palmer's the cheapest of the lot and possibly my favourite. But Gordon, I think, right here, right now, is, is the best option. And maybe Palmer in a few weeks. But look, there's so many good options in midfield. But there's so many good options at a few select clubs. So I want to just load the fixture ticker now. So Aston Villa... Only halfway up the ticker, but if we were to take the next three weeks, Aston Villa would be right at the top of the fixture ticker because those fixtures are so, so nice. It's Luton and Fulham at home wedged between an away trip to Nottingham Forest. So big questions coming up in FPL this week. Let's address two or three of them around the major clubs with good fixture swings. But the question is, how many of each of those assets do you need at Arsenal, Villa, Brighton? So Aston Villa... I think you need two, if not three. Like Cash and Watkins are going to be in everyone's team. And I can't really argue against them. Like I can't tell you, look at Pau Torres instead or don't go Watkins, go Diaby. Watkins and Cash, you want them in. You want them in. Um, we don't, they speak for themselves. You only If you've watched the games, you know. Um, Diaby, however, there's an argument to say, forget the fact the form's been bad. In fact, if you're about to buy him, Thank the fact the form's been bad because it means people are either selling him or not buying him, right? And if you're chasing fixtures and you like the positions he's getting in, Diaby's a great pick. As advanced as Watkins in the weekend just gone. Actually, slightly more advanced than him in the average position map. You know I love an average position map. I really think I'll go Diaby on wildcard. And I don't mind that he's blanked in the last few weeks. As I said, it's probably an advantage because it means he's just lower owned. How many Brighton players do you need? Because... They've not been performing again. Like many managers have sold Brighton assets in the last few weeks. Like Stupinan got sold on mass. Even Matoma, I think, may have seen a few sales. But now the fixtures turn for Brighton. Like the fixtures read Fulham, Everton, Sheffield United, Forest. I want Brighton attack. I want Brighton. Like if you've got Matoma, you're happy. But outside of that, I think one Brighton is enough. And other than Matoma, a Dringer could be a very left field pun. And João Pedro at 5.3 taking pens. With Welbeck's injury, you'd think it's João Pedro and Ferguson getting most of the minutes. It's always two from three. Uh, but with Welbeck injured, that helps his case. Um, so I think you definitely do want a Brighton attacker. And then you look at Arsenal. Like, again, a team where a lot of the players have been sold. Gabriel's 4.7, guys. Like, easy pick on wildcard. Um if you want to use a defender, defender transfer, it's between Simicast, Cash and Gabriel. And there's not much between the three of them. Um, and then you look at one of the Arsenal attackers, if not two, because you chase game week 10 and you chase game week 12 because two amazing home fixtures. It's Burnley at Sheffield United. Could you go in Martinelli and Asaka? Probably could. Like you might go Odegaard, Saka. I mean, Martinelli's cheaper, 7.7 .7 versus the other two guys, 8.5. I still like Saka as my number one midfield pick there, even if he does give a few of the penalties to, to, to his mates. Um, even against Chelsea, like Martinelli comes off early. No, Saka still gets 90, comes up with the assist late in the game. What a cross that was for Trossard. I do wonder if Trossard will start getting some starts because he's like 6.5. If, if, if Trossard can start games... Huge, huge value. 
huge value. I would love to... I'd love to see him as a starter and he'd be straight in my team. But at the moment, it's, yeah, Trossard is still too, too risky, isn't he? So there we have the big questions answered from fashionable clubs at the moment because of the fixture swings. So it's Villa, it's Arsenal, it's Liverpool. And to an extent, I think it's Brighton. Now, if you're not on wildcard and you don't have some of those players or any cover from those teams, it's okay, I think, to take a minus four. Given the fixtures, I think you'll make that four up. For example, if you don't have any Villa players, take the four-point hit to get a Watkins and or a Cash. If you don't have Salah, do the same. Maybe even an Arsenal mid. If you need a four-point hit to just make two transfers this week, I think that pays off after a week, if not two, three, right? Because the fixtures are so, so good. So you've got to chase those high-ceiling games. And those high-ceiling games are definitely on the menu for the clubs I just mentioned. So we're going to do something a little bit different with captaincy this week. I'm going to give you five players, five popular captainable assets this week. And then we're going to look at the team they face. And we're going to look at either their home or their away form, depending on where they're going this week, if they're playing at home or away. And we're going to look at their expected data and then their actual. So how weak is the opponent is what we're looking at. So Mo Salah, he plays Forest, And... Uh, Forest are travelling to Anfield, so they're away form this season. Well, they've conceded seven goals from an expected goals of 8.11, right? Not not great. Um, Saka plays Sheffield United, who again, on the road, they've conceded nine goals, uh, 7.86 expected goals conceded. Uh, we're going to stick with those at home first, because there's three of these five are on home fixtures. Watkins plays at home against Luton. Wait for this. 13.12 expected goals conceded. And they've actually conceded 11. So they've conceded 11 goals on the road, Luton. Then we'll look at a couple of those that are playing away. So Haaland plays away against Man United. Man United at home uh, have conceded seven goals from expected goals of 7.12, about par. And Son, well, Crystal Palace at home at Sellers Park, and we know this, I always say this, and this backs it up, they're good. Three goals conceded at home from an expected goals of 4.84. So what does this tell us? Well, straight away, I think we can rule out Son. Like, I don't like backing against Crystal Palace at Sellers Park. I'm ruling out Son. And given the fixture and the unpredictable nature of the Man United, the Manchester derby, I'm ruling out Haaland. So I'm looking at the three home assets this week. Three players with home good home fixtures. Saka plays Sheffield United. Salah plays Forest. Watkins plays Luton. Now, this data suggests the weakest opponent is Luton by a country mile. We also know how good Watkins is at home, but this is a big but. Salah, in the last couple of weeks, I can't deny his routes to points just feel so, so broad. And Forrest have just conceded two goals to Luton themselves at home. Forrest are a little... Forest aren't as defensively sound as I thought they were. Like, we are all back-turner last week for a clean sheet, didn't we? So, for me, it will go probably down to the wire between the three guys at home. I like them all. There's positives to all of them. And I'll update you all on my team selection video where I'm heading. Because, look, on my wildcard, I'm going to be owning all three of those. And I'll show you my team on Friday or maybe Thursday's video, my team selection, and that final wildcard draft. Um, so, stay tuned for that one. Guys, if you want to know how I've done in the last week... Yeah, bit of a red arrow. We can see here uh, my current rank. Um, it's fallen big time, hasn't it? Like a couple of weeks ago, I had that one week where I got 112 points. I was on something, I don't know, around 160k in the world, I think. I was really happy. And I've just had a couple of big fat red arrows. But 
with the wild card, I'm hoping to right some wrongs. So fingers crossed for a good week. Let me know in the comments if you've enjoyed this video. Do hit that like button as well. The likes really help the algorithm, guys. So hit the like. And if you're not already subscribed, please do consider subscribing. And one final plug from me. I've also got a members platform. So if you want to join my WhatsApp group, uh, you can by becoming an Ultras member or be a squad member and get priority in all of the comments to these videos with thorough answers from me. But for now, guys, I'll see you in a couple of days for my team selection, locked in, I hope, wildcard and captaincy decision. Thanks for watching. Take care and I'll see you very soon. Podcast Network.